In today's episode, we're speaking to Daniel McGenna. Daniel, who's appeared on a Friday feature, sharing his inspirational story, how he went from a late, as, uh, late diagnosis of Asperger's and experienced some life-shattering incidents in early 20s and went on to live and make a great life for himself. He's now moved across the pond, is now based in the US. And today he's talking about aligning with your goals and how to achieve them rapidly and how to actually truly achieve them. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And we are doing money talkies on Money Mindset with Gul Khan today with Daniel Mangana. Welcome, Dan. Welcome so much. I'm so happy to have you again. Thank you for having me back. Really appreciate it, my fellow monoxite. <laughs> <laughs> We had so much fun the last time we were here. We talked about your journey, which is phenomenal. Anyway, you've actually gone to the other side of the world. You're across <laughs> the pond now to us. Uh, considering you actually went to the same college as I. So yeah. so just for everybody, just uh, we've, given, we've done your intro again. Just for a quick um, quick intro for yourself. Tell people who you are and why you're so amazing. Uh, I'm going to be humble and not say why I'm so amazing. <laughs> I'm just going to say why I'm me. So I'm Daniel Magena. Uh, I write books. I'm a best-selling author. I speak. I'm an international speaker. Uh, I write, I've been featured in Wall Street Journal, Forbes magazine recently. I was in Forbes a week and a half ago. Oh, wonderful. Um, I've been interviewed by Jack Canfield and other really groovy people. And I'm all about empowering people to live more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven lives. So it's not just about having moolah. Moolah is a big part of it, but it's having money in a way that actually adds to an overall groovy life. Fabulous. Exactly what I'm all about. I'm all about having money, but the right way. And I talk about the right exactly. vibration of money, so which is perfectly, uh, which is perfect, really. So, okay. So the topic for today is aligning with your goals. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to be teaching us today, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with the question. What do you mean? Uh, okay, well, how do we set goals? I mean, this is being recorded at the beginning of Jan. It's going to be released somewhere in, in, in I think, the first, uh, the middle or the, or the end of Jan, but still very relevant to the year. So Dan, mm-hmm. how do you go about setting your goals in the first place? Just very quick. We're not going to go into too much detail, but just quickly, how do you set goals for yourself? Well, actually, you know, like you said, this is a really interesting time. And actually, the article that I was in in Forbes was all about my perspective on stepping away from New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. and actually focusing on just being somebody new. Because generally speaking, we set these goals as the same person, making the same choices, feeling the same way, thinking the same way. So goals aren't really that useful unless you are showing up to them differently. Yeah. So the setting of the goal isn't so important as the embodiment of the goal. And that's what we're going to be talking about more today. How do we embody a goal so that it actually shows up rather than it being something that's been on our vision board for the last five years or, you know, the new year's resolution that never gets done or the goal that we keep saying we're going to do. And what we're going to talk about today can be applied to anything, whether it's your health, your relationships, finding your purpose, having meaning in your career. It's the same underlying principles that I have found to be very, very effective in bringing goals to life. 
Fabulous. Okay, so let's start with that. So the topic is aligning with the goal. So how do we start this process? Take us through. First and foremost, like if I said, what is the goal? What do we actually want? Generally speaking, I find that we set goals from other people's expectations. I mean, we're both from the parents of immigrants. We're both from immigrant parents, right? Yes, so, of course. <laughs> it's like, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> and cultural implications. And, yep. and then you've got societal implications and you've got uh, you know, your peers expecting stuff of you, what the media says you should be doing and so on and so forth. So it's first and foremost, stepping beyond all of that noise, coming to the heart which is the perfect receptor for the true part of ourselves, I, I think, our, our soul, our inner self, our high self, and allowing that to guide us into what we actually want, not what we're supposed to have or what people say we should have and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. What do I really want? Because I find that nine out of 10 people that don't get somewhere, it's because they didn't actually want to be there in the first place. They were chasing after something someone else said they should have. Brilliant. And I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I grew up thinking and, I, and I'm just going to interject here quite quickly. I grew up with the idea that I was going to be a doctor. Um, I don't know who set the idea into my head that I wanted to actually be a doctor, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, ask me at five. Um, and I remember having two things. Wealthy, by the way, wealthy was my own idea. I wanted to be wealthy, which mm-hmm. no one gave me. <laughs> I'm doing it correctly, right? So I was going to be, I was going to be very wealthy. That was, that was given. And the other one was uh, a doctor. And I grew up throughout my years and whatever, whatever, thinking I was going to be a doctor. And it was actually my, in, in Monix, by the way, I don't remember if you remember Mr. Borham. He was a math teacher. Um, and he, he, is, he, my, he was my math teacher. And I was very, very good at maths. I, was, I had natural ability at maths. I was probably the only girl <laughs> with all these boys in a higher maths. Okay, so I did double level maths. <laughs> uh, so I was his favorite student. And he actually asked me, why do you want to do medicine? I'm like, and I, and I just said, because I want to heal people, I want to help people, you know, the normal, normal shebang. And he said, no, why do you want to do, why do you want to be a doctor? And have you, have you experienced it? Do you know anybody who is, you know, da, da, da. and I couldn't answer it because I didn't. I didn't have anybody in my family or anybody I knew who was a doctor. So he's the one who put me into Whipscross. Remember Whipscross Hospital? Yeah, he got me to, he got me going there for an experience, six week experience. He goes, go and, and don't just take one department, check, you know, a few departments. So I went there for six weeks, checked out six different departments. Dad, I hated it. I hate <laughs> hospitals. I hate hospitals, right? I hated every single freaking department. I'd had pediatrics. I tried x-ray. I tried, oh my goodness. And I thought pediatrics I would love. I hated even that. I didn't want to be dealing with, you know, that kind of trauma. Yeah. And I hated it. And, and by the way, at the side of blood, I faint. That was another oh, crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be a doctor. Wow. <laughs> I mean, now looking back in hindsight, there's no way in hell that my personality would ever suit being. I'm a healer. I'm a different type of healer, but I yeah. couldn't be a, a, a conventional medicinal you doctor. You didn't have any bedside manner to be a conventional. <laughs> so I, this completely resonates with me. And mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, someone must have given me this idea because I mm-hmm. was very ambitious, very articulate, very intelligent. I should go and be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And so this is this is exactly what you're saying. We, we are given these ideas and goals we mm-hmm. should achieve from people around us. And I never got to be a doctor for this very reason. It wasn't my goal. Yet, it was my goal to be wealthy. And I became wealthy very, very quickly, very early on. But mm-hmm. it was because it was my choice. I wanted yeah. to do it. Mm. And, and that comes to, you know, the next piece of the, the puzzle, the next step, which is, you know, people talk about vibration, law of attraction and all yeah. this kind of stuff. But... 
I think one of the things that people lose sight of is that first and foremost, what people normally call the law of attraction is actually the law of vibration in action. Of course it is. Yes. Right. Because the law of vibration is a primary law. The law of attraction is a secondary law, although it's dubbed a primary law. If I just sort of interrupt, it's actually the, 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 it's a cause and effect. The cause yes. is a vibration and the effect yeah. is what law, law of attraction means. Exactly. That's where you get. It's so in, in the book, they, on. yeah. So, so law, law of attractions depend on law of vibration. They, exactly. They're pretty much, you know, a bit <laughs> interrelated. In that they're way, like cousins. Yeah, they are. And one <laughs> depend on the other. And, and actually law of vibrations depend on law of, of vibration. So there's no other way around it. And people don't understand yeah. that concept, actually. Exactly. Because they think, oh, if I think happy thoughts, but the, the happy thought is a cause because the happy thought can only come from the vibration and i'm going to explain that in a second so the happy thought then corresponds to experiences that match that yeah but we're going to as we're going to say next just having the happy thought doesn't make it happen it opens up the way to it happening so law vibration one of the things that i find people to do a lot is to to sexy up some of these words to the point of ridicule right mm. ridiculousness because vibration oh i'm you know I have the right vibe the right frequency it's a measurable thing that's experienced in our emotional state. So what we're talking about is now that I've got my clear goal, am I able to hold the emotional state that correlates to me cognitively to that goal? What that means is again, not someone else saying, Oh, if you're abundant, then you should feel like this, this, and this. No. When I picture myself having financial abundance, me being wealthy, what feelings do I cognitively connect to that experience? If I see myself in the vision of that, how do I feel in that vision? Not what does my mum say? Not what does Rhonda Byrne say or Michael Beckwith or anyone else? What do I? Because I need to be able to consistently hold that emotional state in order to have that experience because the law of vibration says we can only experience what we're vibrational matched to. It yeah. doesn't automatically create it, but without that vibrational match, we can't have the experience. So do I know what I will feel like when that goal has been achieved and can I feel that on a consistent basis now? Perfect. And that's exactly how it needs to be. So I always say this, the feelings are, I mean, I, it's, you know, I think it's Dr. Joe Dispenza who talks about the fact that your thoughts are um, electric uh, and that your mm-hmm. feelings are magnetic. And mm-hmm. you, when you, when you align both, when you're sending out mm-hmm. these thoughts and you're sending out these feelings, you're magnetizing yourself to attract you what you want. That's exactly what you're saying at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is why feelings are, are the utmost importance because without feeling those emotions, the thoughts are, you know, the thoughts are random and the thoughts don't have that kind of power. Mm-hmm. And that this is why, and this is why I talk about, you know, the, you know, the just repeating random affirmations to read from a book has no meaning no. unless they're yours. They're specifically mm-hmm. drawn from your feelings from emotions. All right. Mm-hmm. So, the, so how do we, how do we align? How do we align to that? How do we get to that vibrational match? So this is where my work through my best-selling book, Step and Beyond Intention comes in, because it's about making the choice. Ultimately, everything that we experience starts with a choice, mm-hmm. but that choice 90 to 97% of the time is happening at an unconscious level. Of course. But that unconscious level is happening as a result of the conscious inputs that we've had over time. Now, mm-hmm. 70% of that came between the ages of zero, uh, two and seven, uh, Bruce Lipton says. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, as we do develop analytical function, we do have a choice about what we keep or reject. Generally speaking, during our teen years, we're so caught up on hormones, we're not really paying attention to that. Mm. But as that starts to settle out and we get beyond the hormonal teens and start to develop into adulthood, we start to 
have the opportunity to make choices. But generally speaking, we don't adhere to it or we reject it because the unconscious mind also seeks the comfort of the known. Yes. So we're chasing after the comfort of the known. We want to keep things the same. We go to the same place for dinner. We have the same things. We have the same conversations and keep the same friends. And that's why life doesn't change. So, you know, one of the things that often stops people actually moving forward is because they're not prepared to jump beyond the unknown of what they know. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's going to mean that I have to, you know, take some risks or jump ahead. So we have to be ready to do that. And if we're not ready to do that, then we're not going anywhere. Agreed. Yes, agreed. Mm. Agreed. So, okay, so if we, if we put this in step-by-step process, the first step is to work out what it is that you want. That's actually yeah. being aware of your goal. So mm-hmm. we, this is a money mindset to um, our podcast. Let's talk about money. So, for example, you mm-hmm. want to take your income to 100K a month. Okay, mm-hmm. let's go on to the seven figures. Let's because I think every entrepreneur should be aiming for these seven figures and then beyond. Um, mm-hmm. hundred fi- uh, six figure, eighty thousand, eighty thousand a month is all you need to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so let's. Well, I always put in extra uh, because, yeah. like always, because there's always an expenses coming up. So let's just round it up to hundred k. So let's get to hundred k. Um, I, I always remember we we are to kids. We always take account of taxes as well. So I'm always worried, well, conscious of being a lawyer. And, um, so, so let's get let's aim for 100k so you want to be making 100k consistently every single month and for say example you are a beginner entrepreneur or somebody who's making something like five you know five k which is quite good for you know for you know for entrepreneurs anyway very few people get they even get that far so if you're currently making 5k and you want to jump to 100k that's your mm-hmm. goal mm-hmm. what's the next step after that so you definitely want it you want it for you but you have to know what you want it for because if you mm-hmm. just want 100k for 100k sake it's going to be challenging for you to hold the emotion of it because there's going to be no pull yeah and then to consistently mentally rehearse it which is the third step being able to visualize it so is that is that the is that the creative visualization is that what you're talking about creative visualization is Mm -hmm. one aspect of it but what the creative visualization is actually doing is simply programming your mind to start expecting it because everything that we get is what we expect this is actually the topic of my ted talk that i'm going to be doing in september it's how expectation actually leads to our experience because mm. everything that we see in our physical world first started as a vision in our mental, but that often again happens at an unconscious level. Mm. But what's happening at an unconscious level can be interjected by what we do consciously. So when we're doing creative visualization, what we're doing is bringing all of our inner landscape into an alignment with that vision. So we're triggering an emotional state, we're starting that mental rehearsal, which creates the neural pathways, that allows us to have the experience and starts having us making the choices that align to it, allows us to break down the resistance to experiencing it. So creative visualization is a very powerful tool to actually just cementing that inner landscape, connecting to what we want to experience. But okay. we have to know what for. Okay, so that's that's great. And I, I love that you said that. Because I, yeah. I always said I'm a money mindset person and I and I couldn't I couldn't connect with money just as paper money. So I, that's where the personification of money was born and I made money avatar because I had to give, have some sort of human form in front of me before I can emotionalize it, connect to money if, you know, in that form. Um, so I get that. And so say for example, you want to make the 100K because you want to have, uh, you know, for me, for example, my, my biggest motivation is my kids. My first one is making sure that the private school is paid off and, you know, my son's going to one of the top, hopefully, fingers crossed, one of the top schools in the country, so boarding schools, so he's got, he'd be, you know, making sure I have funding for that. My goal, my making 100K means, okay, if I make 100K, I'll be probably have 
profit would wise would be about 50 60k because the rest mm-hmm. will be expenses and stuff Tax and expenses. taxes and whatnot so i'm making 50 60k which means from that my own living expenses 10k which is the house the card whatever i've taken off and the rest i can put away towards investments and savings for my children for their education so that's i even detailed that very quickly as you can see I, i'm quite good at this uh, mm-hmm. in terms of where the money would go and where it'd be allocated mm-hmm. so so you're saying i need to sit down and see myself going to my son going to that particular school see my mm-hmm. daughter graduating from that you know whatever college or school that she wants to see them mm-hmm. graduate from university see them you know driving around their houses or in the cars mm-hmm. or whatever see myself in my new uh, by the way, I'm still tesla i'm still thinking of tesla tesla s model <laughs> driving my yeah. tesla s model and whatever else and emotionalizing that so how would it feel for me to drive my tesla how would it feel for me yes. to see my son walking into the boarding school see yes. and see how you know feel when my daughter is getting her you know doing her graduation mm-hmm. all of these things is what i need to feel beforehand because that's yes. what this money means to me 100k in the yes. bank means nothing is that what you're saying no it doesn't it's just money in the bank is just a tool that allows you to get what you actually want one of the things i do with my clients sometimes is a something called seven levels exercise where we actually peel away the layers and like someone said oh 100 grand why um 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 so we put peel seven levels i think even if we pulled away at your desires mm-hmm. it's not just your kids having this it's your kid it's your legacy it's, it's your legacy. kids being yeah. supported it's your kids yeah having their security. So there's other layers underneath it. And once yeah, we understand yeah. those layers, then having the vibrational match becomes so much easier. Mm-hmm. Holding the vibrational match and having the thoughts that al- align with it becomes so much easier. Then the law of attraction can, can, can kick in. And then we can start to connect with what we're magnetically attracting in through what we embody, through the choices that we make. And then it can happen. That's when we get opportunities. Mm-hmm. And when the opportunities come, we can step into them versus self-sabotage, procrastination, um, missing the opportunities, not recognizing the opportunities. You know, it's the the split test experiment, although often bastardized in terms of the simplification of it, the oversimplification, there is an essence to it that is very, very simple, which is that our universe, our reality is comprised entirely of energy that's vibrating at different frequencies. And that just means that the energy is collapsing into different combinations we call those combinations atoms. Those atoms come together and make compounds. Those compounds come together and make things. But energy, the split test experiment showed us, only takes that shape once it's given an instruction about what shape to take. Our intention directs it, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So our intention directs it, our expectation commands it, mm-hmm. and it will always follow it without any reservation. So resistance and when we talk about limitations and all of that they exist within us they don't exist in the universe there are no limitations in the universe everything is possible but the mental rehearsal the creative visualization allows us to click in that command and direction to energy to allow it to take shape but it can only take shape to what we're vibrational matched to which is why the emotion matters so the emotion opens up the landscape for a certain sector of, of reality to be available to us and then our expectation which follows on from that creative visualization follows on from that mental rehearsal says hey energy can you collapse into the form of 100k a month? Perfect. Then it happens. I, I love that. I love that. So you're saying it's about, uh, so what I'm understanding from your, your, what you just described was, if that's the case, that's, um, by the way, I'm going to be doing a, a podcast on this anyway, which means we can actually collapse time. So we, instead of taking 10 years to get to our goal, we yeah. can actually achieve that goal within five, maybe in a year's time, because by using the same process, Mm-hmm. We're working from the spiritual world into the physical world rather than, rather than matter creating matter. We're using mm-hmm. energy to create matter, which means we can actually collapse time. Is that right? 
Yes, because at the end of the day, time is a construct that only exists according to our belief systems about existing. Mm. So in reality, the universe actually all happens in an instant, but it's an instant that we experience from different points of perspective. So what that means is what we call time is a connection of snapshots that we're experiencing. The snapshots that we're in now is the present moment. The snapshot that hasn't happened is the future. And the snapshots that have happened in the past, the memories Mm -hmm. are time. So time is now memories and expectation. I love that. I've not heard that before. I absolutely love that concept. I love that, Daniel. I really love that concept. Repeat that for us once again. So you're saying the time, uh, yeah, just repeat again. So I'm going to, I want to, because I want to re- re- make sure people understand this. This is just an amazing aha moment, even for myself. I'll, I'll take a quick step back so you get some context. Yeah. The Power of Now was one of the books that really impacted my work, like I said in our, our, our last interview. Mm. It was one of the things that saved me because it gave me something to understand and to move towards mm. and gave me purpose, right? dissecting how to access this thing called the now Hmm. and the funny thing is is it took me I know 12 years 10 years to understand that don't have to access the now we're always in the now we just need to be aware of the fact that we're now so oftentimes people are chasing um, enlightenment you know I want to dive into the field and do deep meditation I want to go to India and go to an ashram and all this kind of stuff we we don't need to do all of that we just need to come to an awareness of the fact that I'm here now Mm. slowing down and checking in so time is that now, I mean, the now that I was just making reference to a second ago is a memory. By the time I've said about it being a memory, it's also memory. <laughs> so we've got memories, the past, now, which is passing so quick that we can't even really connect with it anyway, and then expectations. And the expectation is going to pull from the infinite possibilities of the future, including my 100k a month, and connect me with the ones that I'm expecting to happen because energy is just responding to my expectation. So everything that I'm unconsciously rehearsing becomes the next step in my journey. Energy collapses around it and becomes my future, which then becomes a now, which then becomes a memory. But time is this construct of memories, which we always distort anyway. We very rarely look back to the past. Oh gosh, two. yes. Two people can have the same memory and have completely different versions of it. I, exactly. Me and my brother are an example. Like, <laughs> so help with that <laughs> That's siblings, right? And then we've got now, which is always, always, always moving. So, you know, we're trying to grasp onto the now. When that's not what our journey is, our journey is to flow through the now, allowing the now to be this opportunity for us to experience the beauty and joy of life and continue to create what we want to experience as a series of nows going forward. That is what I call living an abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. But time, the, 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 the path that we go along with that is a series of snapshots that we're in series of snapshots that we remember through our distorted lens mm. and a series of snapshots that we're moving towards as a result of our expectation that's beautiful i love that i absolutely love that so going back to this idea of aligning ourselves with our uh, you know with the 100k months so if we are working with so we now that we know okay why we want the 100k and we figured mm. out uh, you know what feelings or emotions are, 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 are mm. you know are, come up when you actually truly experience it so when you're making the 100k how will we mm. truly feel we've tapped into that What's the next step? So, you know, do we do this on a regular basis? Do we sit and meditate on this? What's this? What's the physical step to do, you know, to actually, you know, use this to bring the 100K months into our physical presence? Well, the physical steps have to follow the expectation. If we haven't developed the, the expectation yet, which is the creative visualization, which is bringing it into our meditation, which is 
having our own affirmation is not one that we pulled off off of the YouTube video. I, yeah, right? exactly. I, 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 I'm so against these books about affirmations and other people's affirmations. You have to, because every single word carries a particular vibration. You have mm-hmm. to pick the words yourself, which would resonate with mm-hmm. you. Because not everybody resonates with cash, money, or abundance, mm-hmm. or finance, mm-hmm. or prosperity. Every word has a different meaning for a different person. And that's why there, there are there are hacks that you can use to get around that. Because if you drop into a deep enough state, then you open yourself up to affirmations dropping in and actually having the meaning that the person intended, right? But is this when you mean? When, is that what you mean when you drop into alpha states? Um, theta state we want to get into. Mm, okay. Theta state really is where it's most effective. That's when we have like um, hypnosis and NLP. They're normally getting us into an, a theta based trance state because there's no conscious filter everything just drops in and becomes a part of our program basically it's like hacking the system so ultimately you what you can do so people have got like affirmations that they love so for example i fell in love with the work of florence govel shin she's got some i love her work i love her work gangster but i don't just word for word copy her verbatim 1920s language i take it and i make it my own not to the point of bastardization Mm -hmm. but i make it my own to the point of me being able to connect to the meaning of the words because if we don't connect to the meaning of the words, they're just words. Because words aren't anything without the energy behind it. Yes. It's like if I said, I hate you, girl. There's no hate. <laughs> yeah. So you're not going to get it. Whereas like, I love you, bro. Like, you're, yeah. you're my dude. Yeah. Like, there's an energy. And that's why, like, when we don't even necessarily say anything, but you're just in space with someone and they can just give you a certain look. Like, Ethan, my son, can't talk yet. He just makes these funny little googly noises. He probably can't even understand what I'm saying. He's still developing meaning. Mm -hmm. But me stepping in, dropping into my heart and having a loving space and playing with his little hands and like playing with his little chin, he can feel that because that's what it is. Words are just a medium of communicating energy into us, between each other, and from us out to energy, to universe, to God, to source, for what we like to experience. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be pedantic and come back to the steps now. So we've got the goal, we've got yep. the feelings, we've got the yep. doing the creative visualization. And then yep. the final step is, which we can't tell, it's, 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 it's once you've embodied it, you will start expecting the outcome. And when you start expecting the outcome, that's when opportunities, people, circumstances are brought to you. And then because you have created this inner feeling and alignment with it, you'll recognize those opportunities and oh this is what i'm and, supposed to do and you'll be okay. able to actually make the choices to follow through with it which is where a lot of people cock up for me mm. actually is the most important and the least important part of the, of, of the process mm. it's the least important because by the time you get to action all of the creations already done all that we're doing with action is receiving that's receiving yeah. on. that's it so we're setting up our landscape to receive so i say 100k month but do I even have a business set up? Do I even have a business bank account? Have I contacted a money manager? Do I have the right infrastructures to deal with 100K? Do I have the right uh, tax consultant? Have I at least approached these people or even researched them online to know that they're ready? Am I actually behaving as someone that's expecting it? Or am I talking about it and saying, oh yeah, I expect it, but not following through? Action is about the follow through to receive. That's awesome. why it's a little but it's the most important thing because it's the part that people often miss out right i completely agree yeah watching their youtube videos they'll be listening to this podcast oh that's amazing and then they'll go and continue doing the same thing we have to start showing up different and doing different in order to receive different i love that i love that and i do i agree 100 with that 
it was, you have to expect and then receive. And receiving is when the action is required because you can't yeah. sit in a room. I say, you, I, I'm, I'm the one who say, who is it? You can't sit in a room, chant affirmations all day and expect money to fall into lap. <laughs> it doesn't happen that way, dude. It just is not going to happen. But if you expect it to happen and then you, opportunities come and then you take action, the mm-hmm. right inspired action, by the way, I'm not into mm-hmm. hustle, by the way, and I don't like hustling. Mm-hmm. So if you take the right inspired action and mm-hmm. you, as you said, make sure you have the infrastructure in place, mm-hmm. you will receive that 100K. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's given. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of thing that you've already, you've taken so many steps along. Like if you're going from here to China, you're almost like you can see China. It's right in front of you. Exactly. You're about to enter the borders. So it's, mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing. And then that is when the magic happens because yes. once you do it, you're like, oh, I created this. Wow, if I can do this, what is the possibilities? What else can I create? It start, and it starts to open us up to the vibration being consistent. You know, yeah. I would, one of the things I would say is certainty is great, but not a necessity. All we need is a maybe big enough to allow the opportunities to start coming through. Because mm. as soon as those opportunities start coming through, we no longer have space for the mental narrative that it's not possible. Yeah. Our mind doesn't lie to us, as you know. Yeah. It just works on the basis of the inputs that it's been given. So when we give it an input that, oh, it is possible because that happened, or it is possible because that happened, now the resistance to mentally rehearsing uh, with more detail, to getting into a deeper resonance with it in our mind, certainty can start to build, and then things start to flow at an even more groovy pace. Yeah. And that is, that's when the magic happens. Because I I always say to people that think big and you can think bigger. And if Mm -hmm. your dreams don't scare you, I learned that ages ago from Bob Proctor, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And as I've gone through my life, I absolutely agree. Because if you don't dream big, you won't aim, you won't expand your energy to allow big things to happen. You will keep yourself small. Mm. dream big and then get if you if you're about to reach it get dreaming bigger and get bigger and bigger bigger and bigger and take a message across and you know that's that's the whole point of living right because we're only here for the final period of time as i keep saying (laughs) awesome all right okay so I think this is absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing episode again, Dan. So tell us, how can we reach out to you? Do you have any coaching programs? Do you, what, what sort of work? Uh, how can someone get in contact with you and work with you? Yeah, we do have some coaching programs. Uh, my principal program is called Micro to Millions. Um, and that's all about taking these principles of alignment and giving you a step-by-step guide to get from zero in the bank to anywhere you want. We've got people that have made millions with this program. We've got people that have made six figures with this program, people that have created financial freedom with this program. And the key thing about it is, is that you start at zero. Once you've invested in the program, you don't need another penny because the whole point of the program is you have to start with zero in the bank and from zero watch that account grow into whatever you want it to be. That's a principle. You can find out more about that just by heading over to dreamwithdan.com. Um, you can schedule some time to talk with the team, or you can just grab some of the free, free resources with the website, including a free video called How to Be a Harmonious Money Magnet, which again, just takes you through some more of these steps in a bit more detail. Awesome. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Dan. So yeah, all the, the links um, to Dan's website and to his social media will be in the social show notes as it was before. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it will be in the description. If, you, if you're here and listen to this in, on the podcast, it'll be in the show notes um, up and around everywhere, especially in Apple's. We have it there as well. And so do, I highly recommend, do go and connect with Dan. And um, hopefully, maybe I think we will have you again, Dan. I think I, think I enjoyed this conversation so much. I think I, we're going to have you again on Money Talkies <laughs> um, in, a, a, for, a, for another insightful episode because I've learned so much today. And this, especially the concept about time. I love that. I absolutely love that. <laughs> so 
Thank you so much for being a guest, Dan. Thank you for being so amazing. And uh, for those of you listening or watching this episode, thank you so much. I will be back on another Money Mind um, well, on the Money Mindset episode of Money Talkies with Gul Khan very, very soon. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.